This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiaki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiaki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to The Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thinking. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring the ego lies. There's a destructive little voice inside our heads constantly telling us lies about who we are. In and of itself, that's disturbing enough. Considering that we believe what it says and become what we believe, there is real cause for concern. How can we hope to become our dreams when they're constantly being negated and overrun? Who is this voice telling us we're too fat, not rich enough, unattractive, or generally unacceptable the way we are? Where does the negative messaging come from? What impact does it really have on our lives? How can we free ourselves to become our potential rather than a reflection of our own inner critic? Our guest is our Clayton John Anger, a six-time award-winning author of The Ego's Code, may have some light to shed on these very important questions. During a meditation at Stonehenge, Clayton received clear and detailed guidance about why we experience negativity, the true purpose of ego, and how to be free of it. He found that there's a pattern to our negativity, which he calls The Ego's Code. And he discovered a way to decipher it, clear out negativity, Remove unhelpful habits, change old belief patterns, and restore the soul so that you can live your truth. He's a consultant and speaker working with the UK and internationally, where he helps senior leaders and executive teams transform performance and achieve sustainable growth by unleashing passion, nurturing natural talent, and bringing vitality into the workforce. Clayton is also an internationally recognized psychic medium, spiritual teacher, and spiritual coach. He works with people from all walks of life all over the world 
and hosts workshops in the UK, USA, Australia, New Zealand, Russia, Denmark, Switzerland, and Germany. His website, ClaytonAnger.com. Clayton, thank you so much for joining us on The Science of Magic. Oh, you're very welcome. It is absolutely wonderful to be here. Absolutely wonderful. So how long have you been stateside this time? Uh, I've been stateside. Um, I think we're now at day 10. Um, I'm going in the studio this afternoon. I'm in, I'm in Arizona at the moment uh, to record some new meditations. So it's, uh, it's exciting to be here. Oh, how fun. Uh, now, I understand you used to be a mergers and accusation tax specialist, and now you're a medium spiritual teacher and coach. Uh, How did you get here from there? <laughs> yeah, that, that has been a journey. Yeah. Um, if I think about my, my journey over the last oh, 10, 15 years, it's, it's completely night and day. You know, I remember, you know, I wasn't particularly academic in school, which is quite interesting when as I look back now, you know, training to be a psychologist and you know, studying neuroscience and all the things I study now. Um, so I immersed, you know, one of the things I was very good at was with accounting. And I remember when I was studying my accountancy exams, I was very, very good at UK corporation tax. And my teacher at the time said, well, you know, you should go and do that. And so I sort of immersed myself in, in corporate tax. And I was okay at it. I wasn't particularly good at it. Um, uh, sort of day to day in practice, and it just did not fulfill me. And the reasons I actually went into it were all for the wrong reasons, all around, you know, very interestingly, very egoically driven about making money, uh, trying, you know, not necessarily about being the best that I could possibly be in the world. And, uh, and it just did not fulfill me. So, mm. you know, I left and immersed myself in the beautiful world that I am now. And it was <laughs> Well, we're going to have to pick up on this on the other side because it's that magic moment. It's time for a short break. But first, let me tell you about an exciting upcoming provision for those interested in spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Path Home Shamanic Art School is about to release a new series of classes. Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow are revolutionary, affordable online classes designed to guide and support you and your family during these times of transition. They'll be coming soon to findyourpathhome.com. Clayton and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic, aired daily on xzbn.net. Prior episodes can always be accessed free of charge on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, 
X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness, I'm your host, Gwilda Wiaka. Our guest this hour is Clayton John Anger. He's the award-winning author of The Ego's Code. His website, claytonjohnanger.com. Clayton, when did you first discover you were a medium? Well, I've always had, had the gift. Um, I remember at the age of seven being visited by spirit and being able to interact and engage with spirit. But didn't really understand it, and in fact, I was terrified of it. Um, and I remember there was a little Norman boy that used to sit outside my bedroom door and watch over me. Um, and even though you know I was, I knew I had the gift. I was terrified. Of it. I actually shut it down at the age of seven. And then there was a trigger of a significant events that took place in my life um, when I met my beautiful wife Lindsay, and everything then reignited. Um, and it was fascinating at the time because I, I left Deloitte's, you know, mm -hmm. I left the marriage that I was in at the time. Um, I piled on so much weight. I was nearly 200 plus pounds. And it, and it was just an incredible time. I, I piled on loads of debt as well. And there was all these things that were happening. And then it was about 12, 18 months after that, I met my beautiful wife, Lindsay. And I had been reading privately. Uh, for friends, and she was the she was like the catalyst that said, "No, no, you, you know, this is a real gift. You need to take this out into the world." And so she's been a real, real support and real advocate, and and my number one raving fan. And it's helped. <laughs> That's me what wives are for, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's just evolved. It's just evolved over the years. And so I've now been reading for uh, um, I've been reading for many, many years, about twenty plus years. But in terms of the, the types of reading I'm, readings I do now, about fifteen years. Um, and I just absolutely love it, uh, mm. being able to connect with people at that level and for them to be able to trust me with their energy is just a true, true, true gift that, that they, that they give to me. So it's lovely to be able to repay that gift and, and help them and support them. It's, it's amazingly intimate and, um, indicates a lot of trust, doesn't it? Uh, it, it really, really does. You know, I was, um, I was reading for a lady just, just the beginning of the week and it was just such an in, it is such an intimate place that you go and you when you allow people um so when people allow you to go into their energy and into their space and connect with their higher self and to be able to share things that maybe nobody else should know um and and then they just open up that space in their heart to to allow that gift to come through it's i'm i'm always always grateful and i'm always in awe when when people do that um and then they allow, allow me to do that. So it sounds like you're not just doing mediumship. It sounds like you're also doing personal readings. Is that correct? 
Uh, yeah, uh, those two sort of cross over. Um, I, I do. Uh, there's so much that, that that I'm now doing. You know, in, in all honesty, started off with the readings, um, and then uh, when I it was interesting. My wife was in the U.S. This is we're going back about ten years now. My wife was in the U.S. and she really wanted to go to Stonehenge. And uh, I woke up one morning. I thought, you know, and it was literally a poke from my guide. You've got to go to Stonehenge. And that's where the catalyst unfolded. And from that 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 journey at Stonehenge, the book the book was born, um, the Ego's Code. And then event and people read the book and said you need to do events around it. So that's been that's happening. And then people said, well, we we'd love to get you on stage from now, speaking at various places around the world. In fact, I'm doing um, you know a couple of events in in one in Canada, one in New York, uh, later in the year. And it just I'm just in awe of of everything and all the magic and how it's unraveling as I become more and more aligned to my truth and my story and helping other people to find theirs. It's amazing. You know, Clinton, I can't help but notice that some of your work seems very shamanic in nature. Do you have any shamanic training? Uh, yeah, I, I if I go back, oh, I'll probably say the beginning of my journey. It was just before I met my wife, Lindsay, um, I, I, because I'm very fortunate, I live about 45 minutes at the road from Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was able to immerse myself in some, um, in some shamanic training um, with a great teacher called Kestrel um, in, uh, in Glastonbury. And I worked with him for a couple of years. And what, then form, actually, what form does he use? Uh, it's, I don't know what form it is that he uses now. It's, it's been a long time since we connected. But he's traveled all over the world and worked with different shamans all over the world. And I, and I think that he's developed his own methodology. Yeah, more of a core um, practice, right? Using what they yeah, have in common. Yeah, exactly. And, so, and, it, and it's almost from there that I've sort of developed, again, my own practice. And I like to bring um, shamanic sounds, shamanic sound healing, the breath, all sorts of things into the events that I do. Um, but also to measure the impact that that actually has on the physical body. Um, because these days people want to not, not just know how, but they want to know why you know, they should be doing these things. And so on my event um, in Denmark at the beginning of the year, uh, we did some testing on, on blood, some live blood testing, mm-hmm. um, around specifically around shamanic healing. I do a, a two-hour, as part of my event, I do a two-hour shamanic sound healing where people just have to lay and receive and we tested a number of people in terms of their bloods before and after that particular part of the session. And everybody, and it was everybody who we tested, their blood at the beginning was literally like glue. And then afterwards, they immediately went and had testing, and it was like they had pure, clean blood with the sounds that were going in. So I would work with the room, and then I would work with certain people individually and just tune, and tune into them. It was a real, real insight into the power of shamanism and sound and the impact that that can actually have on the frequencies of our body. Isn't that amazing? Because it's like we're looking at our future and it looks pretty grim from our, from our mindset. But if we go back into this ancient modality, all sorts of possibilities open up. Oh, completely. And, you know, in terms of the work that I'm, that I'm doing, I'm, go- I'm literally going into the studio this afternoon to create a new meditation called The Magic Shop of Creation. And the magic shop is all about, if you imagine you could go into a magic shop and walk out with, with any possibility, any, any heart desire, any dream, what would that be? Because there are infinite possibilities that are out there. Just unfortunately, you know, because of our stories and our life lessons and the traumas that we've had in the past, which is, which is what my book is about, 
um, the negativity gets in the way and stops us. And we have these stories that are rattling around in our heads saying, you know, in the talk, saying, I can't do this, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. But there is a purpose to all of that. Um, you know, and so I'm thrilled to be on your show to be able to, sh- to share that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you found at your meditation at Stonehenge? Okay, so yeah, it was it was fascinating for me because it, if you go to Stonehenge now, everything is, there's like barriers all around it and mm-hmm. there's a path you have to follow around. Yeah, but when sad. I went, mm-hmm. it was very fortunate that I was able to get into closer to the stones. And I remember sitting there, it was throwing it down with rain and I, and I put my, my umbrella up and I was literally huddled up in a ball on the floor and and literally just went into meditation and it went very very i went very very quickly and the message that came through um was just a few words of the ego teacher and mm. okay what's that all about and so <laughs> i just wrote that down and and then as i stayed in the meditation more and more information came through that the ego is here to um as a teacher to us not to harm us or get in our way and we just need to be able to surrender to the lessons that, that the ego has to share with us as opposed to getting caught up. And the ego communicates to us through negativity. And so, and then, and, and then it was really interesting. Very shortly after that, that journey to, um, to Stonehenge, a very good friend of mine called Paul Cobley passed away. And I remember sitting in the Chapel of Rest with Paul and... And then all of a sudden his spirit came to me and said, what happens to the ego when we die? Mm. And, you know, and when I asked this question on my events, you know, I said to people, you know, what happens to the soul? And people say, oh, it transcends. And I said, well, okay, what happens to the ego? And they said, it dies. And actually the information that came from Paul was, no, actually it goes home. And then I, I thought, well, this is really interesting what's happening. So I then went further um, into the work. And in a very, very powerful meditation, I was presented with the higher self. And what happens is this, is when we experience, the reason, there is a reason we experience negativity. And the challenge in society today and through many lifetimes that we have been conditioned to ignore it, to push it down, to sweep it under the carpet. And yet the challenges that are associated with it when we ignore it escalate to the point where it comes back to literally bite us in the backside. Excuse my language. Yeah, um, you, 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 you push it away and what you resist persists and it's still there, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and so, so what happens is, is that each soul is on a journey. We've got two or three th- important things that we need to learn. So what happens is, is every time we experience a trauma in life, whether that be something really minor, like somebody screams in your face, or if you get killed or, you know, or murdered in a lifetime, so this works from, from across lifetimes, um, it creates a tear in the soul. And part of our soul leaves and goes to a place in the consciousness where it feels safe. So what then happens is, is with the tear in the soul that creates a void or a hole, all the negativity associated with that trauma gets absorbed and, and effectively goes into that void, and that void, that hole in the soul gets sealed off. Ah, so, then, so now that's a track back to the original damage and to ultimate healing. Absolutely. So <laughs> when, sorry, So when we experience negativity, what happens is, is negativity is a, is, a, is like an echo or whisper from our past. So every time we experience negativity, we are literally reliving the past in the here and the now. 
and it's a message from the, what I call the divine ego saying there is something that's not quite right or how or what you think it should be or how you think it should be and it's like a message from you to you the challenge is we've been conditioned to ignore it so linking this back into this deep meditation this deep uh, journey that I had the higher self presented itself to me at the point of incarnation and what happens is is the higher self at the point of incarnation splits into two it creates the higher self which actually actually represents I'm keeping the numbers simple 99% of us and is omnipresent is everywhere and is our true self the 1% which is the 1% we actually we give all the power to is the ego and so the ego and the higher self are actually one and the same thing so what happens is is that the ego gets programmed with all the negativity associated with that with the traumas and all the lessons that we need to learn associated with the negativity and the trauma that's trapped that's been fairly sealed off in the soul and then the higher self holds the answers so it's not one or the other so the higher self communicates through the heart and the higher and the ego self communicates through the mind and so what happens is it's not the head ruling the heart or the heart ruling the head they are a partnership they work in tandem and this is like the, this is why we're called human beings. So the human element of us, this physical element of us, you know, where we who we look at look at it in the mirror, it actually holds, you know, um, contains the ego self, and then the higher self is it, and it communicates to the mind. The higher self, which represents the being self, um, is the omnipresent energy and the being that flows through us, around us, and is always with us. And so when we have a problem or a challenge, what happens is is we, we try to think our way to a solution. So we just try to use our mind, our mind, our mind. And we wonder why we can't find the answer because the higher self holds the answer. So we have to. It's a partnership. You've got to work together well, in tandem. We're going to have to um, pick up with this partnership on the other side of a short break here. And it is time for another short pause. Clayton and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break. So don't go away. We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on XZBN.net. My personal favorite is the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell. You're listening to The Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world, thescienceofmagic.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Glilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is psychic medium, spiritual teacher, and spiritual coach, Clayton John Anger. His website, ClaytonJohnAnger.com. 
Com. Clayton, we were going down all sorts of rabbit holes, and I'm just not sure which one to jump on. <laughs> They're all so intriguing. But let's back up a little bit. You know, I've run across as many definitions of ego as there are people speaking about it, mm. and they all seem to want to kill the poor thing. So let's start there. What exactly is ego? I know you were working with it yeah. some, but can we an- anchor it in a little? Yeah, absolutely. So I look at the ego. If I was to give you a definition of the ego, it's about expanding your greatness out. And it's, it, the ego is just energy. Quantum physics has proven now that we experience wholeness where, um, start again, quantum physics has proven where, that we experience wholeness now 7.8 times per second, which means that we're always in creation. And, you know, we experience, and you've probably heard this before, you know, we experience like 60,000 thoughts per day on average, and the most of them are repetitive, and 80 to 90% of them are negative. Oof. So positive thinking, you know, people, so people say to me, well, you know, Clint, well, we, I can think more positively, and yet positive thinking doesn't work. Because if I try, if I want more money in my life, and I try to think, okay, I'm going to think positively around money, the underlying energy that's associated with that is lack. It's reversal, so, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm then sending out into what I call the divine spiritual system or the quantum field or the universe, whatever label you want to call it, lack. And so if my thoughts going out are lack, then the feelings what I'm attracting back to me are associated with lack, so I'm going to continue to create that. So denial fits in there too, doesn't it? Com- completely. So, you know, and, it, and, and I was listening to a show, interestingly, last night, um, and I forget the name name of the guy, somebody called Dean, and he and he said, look, people these days are ashamed of money, and he said, look, you know, at the end of the day, you know, money it may not bring you happiness, but it can actually bring you some kind of healing. It can help you to sort things out in your life. And these days, people, you know, people shouldn't be afraid to ask for money or to attract money into their life. And and so, just staying on that theme. Um, you know, and then people say to me, well, you know, even though I know better, why don't I do better? And that's because the ego is there to help us to serve us. The ego is just energy. That's all it is. And the ego communicates with us through, effectively through our negativity. And the ego will eventually transcend and connect back to the higher self once we start to learn. Well, Clayton, let me, let me see if learn. I... Let me see if I got this right. <laughs> so by what you're saying to me, the ego is the polarity reversal that it results from damage that then stays there with that negative patterning until we can correct it. Correct. Yes. Beautiful. And, and so the, if, if I said to you if, and, and your listeners, if you think about the energy it takes to put a rocket into space, and if you know, we have a similar level of power and energy that's actually trapped in our lower three energy centers, which is where the ego communicates from. And so, if we just look, and that energy is available to us to transmute into love and light, and a really powerful energy that we can actually use as a force for good in our life, as opposed to something that that keeps us stuck in the past. Because every time we experience negativity, we are being triggered. By the, by the ego self to actually, and we're reliving the past in the here and the now is over the trigger, and over and over and over again. So is, the trigger, is the trigger coming from an event in the present that's similar to the original damage? Exactly. So, why, so, um, so, um, so what can happen is, is 
um, you may be, somebody may be having a conversation with their spouse and all of a sudden they, their heckles go up and they start to get really angry or they may experience anxiety or frustration. That's, that's nothing to do with what's going on in the moment. What's happening is, is what that person has said or done has triggered an unconscious memory that relates to something that's happened in the past or in the past life and the fact that you're reliving that in that particular moment. And it's something that we need to be paying attention to. And it's a very easy three-step process. And so the first thing, the first step is this, is when you experience negativity, any form of negativity, whether it be the self-talk, whether it be thoughts, feelings, emotions, whether it be some form of behavior like procrastination, it's really important that you raise your awareness to it. And when you raise your awareness to it, what that does, it effectively drags your backside out of the past into the here and the now. But it, you won't stay in the here and the now when, you know, unless you acknowledge it and you express gratitude for it. So what you have to do is get really grateful to the negativity. Say, wow, you know, thank you. you know, and, and in a waking state, it's very easy to experience gratitude when you go into meditation or experience love when you go into meditation. So it's about finding a way to really experience those high energy, um, high healing emotions and chemicals that are in the body in that waking state by expressing gratitude for the negativity. So, wow, you know, I'm about to learn something. I get really excited about it. And what that does, it locks you into the here and the now. So step one is awareness because awareness creates presence. Step two is to acknowledge the negativity and give it a voice and allow it to move up and out of the body. It starts to move as soon as you start to acknowledge it. And then as you, as you acknowledge it, you express gratitude for it. And then step three is you act differently. And the more that you act differently, the, what happens is you then start to release the energy that's been trapped maybe for lifetimes associated with those traumas. And, and I have seen this many, many, many times with the clients that I'm working with, in a, and on my events that people go from Friday night, for example, at my event in despair to the Sunday night, just 48 hours later, experience incredible joy and going on and changing their life because they have moved the energy. They have changed the meaning that's there. And, you know, and there'll be other things that they need to learn, but they will they start to create new neural pathways in the brain. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you know, about well, that. I can do that. You have, to re, you have to recondition the brain to act differently. And Correct. doesn't that take a ritual of some sort for a while? It, yeah, it does. It, it, it requires repetition. So what happens is if you think about the ego as a beacon, so the ego sends out everything as energy, and all energy can be, tra can be changed, transmuted into something that will serve us as opposed to hinder us. So the ego acts like a beacon, and it sends out a signal and a frequency and it tracks to you situations and circumstances so that you can learn so everywhere around you is feedback so there is an amazing friend of mine called diane hunter and diane hunter works with horses she's in a question and i had the incredible gift with my wife lindsay to when we were in switzerland on, on a friend's event diane said hey would you like to come play with the horses Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be awesome. They're great, yeah. Anyway, she had she met these horses for the first time. She went into the ring, and when she went into the ring, um, these horses started to dance for her, and it was just amazing. Mm. She'd never met these horses before. And then, so then I went into the ring. I thought, oh, this is going to be fantastic, and the horses wouldn't come near me. In <laughs> fact, this particular horse started to back away. No matter how much I pushed, it backed away. 
And so Diane said to me, great question. She said, this is feedback. You're getting feedback, you know, from effectively from your environment. So you've got to notice what's going on within you because what's going on within is projecting out. And I thought, well, I don't have any fear around horses. Let me go inward. And so I just closed my eyes just for a couple of minutes and went in. And I realized that what I was feeling and experiencing that moment was not my fear, but was actually a fear that was associated with my daughter who 12 months previously had fallen off a horse, got trampled and broke her leg. And I, was, and I was reliving that moment unconsciously. And as soon as I realized I had the awareness of that, I was able to then come into the present and express gratitude for that and say, okay, so I need to act differently now. And so I, I really came from a place of love and gratitude and the horse came to me. Mm-hmm. And, and so everywhere around us, this was a really big lesson for me because everywhere around us, we are getting feedback. And it's really important to notice the feedback that we're getting outside of us, the feedback that we're coming, that's coming from within us. And, and then as we acknowledge that feedback and we act differently, you know, the repetition that comes from that, you actually then start to unwire and rewire the brain. Hebbian theory says that neural pathways that wire together will fire together. <laughs> it also goes on and says that neural pathways that no longer wire together will no longer fire together. And there's been a body of work that's come out in American scientists, actually, that says the more somebody acts for their highest good and makes decisions for them, the more it gives them confidence to make a new decision, make a new decision, make a new decision for them. And then eventually, you know, they, they are changing the frequency that they're sending out into uh, the universe, the quantum field, the divine spiritual system, whatever label you want to give it, and you then start to attract back to them, and you'll get feedback immediately. And it's so not going to be... Sorry, this, feed, this feedback is like omenology, then. If you're paying attention to the events of your life and realizing that it's all a reflection of the energy that you're putting out and what it's drawing in, you get a, a blueprint, don't you? Exactly, exactly. I be, and you should get feedback immediately or within i'm going to say you know 24 hours at, at the most and 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 i and i've seen this in my own life just just last week um i have we have we run a consultancy um as you mentioned earlier and we and i just kept on getting this message coming in saying there's a problem with our invoices and and with one of our big clients and we're rolling out a program at the moment uh, with a big telecoms company in the uk and and it was really interesting. I thought, okay, I need to follow through on that. There's a feeling that's coming within me. I need to follow through on that because it was creating some form of anxiety within me. And, and I called them up and they said, yeah, we've not had any of your invoices. And I said, well, here's the email to say. And they said, well, it's, they're not going to be paid now. Rather than being paid um, at the end of August, um, they, they said, well, they're not going to get paid to the end of September, which was going to cause us a knock-on effect of a problem. Yeah, exactly. Associates and things like that. Right. And, um, and so um, I could feel the anxiety rising up in me around this. I thought, you know what, I'm, you know, I'm so aware of it, I need to express gratitude for it. And I said, okay, what is the outcome that I want? And the Because I see myself and everybody as an unlimited being, Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so the outcome that I want is I said, I, and I just focused on the outcome, made sure my thoughts and my feelings were aligned. The outcome that I wanted, I want them to pay us at the beginning of August. And, and I literally had an email come through 
with, and it was within an hour from something called the early payment system to say that all of your invoices for June will be paid on the 2nd of August. Yeah, <laughs> you got to love that. And Manifestation in action. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, great. You know, and what's these th- I see these things a lot in my life. When they happened like that, it was it blew my mind. I thought, okay, so if I can do that just by acknowledging my negativity, what else can I do? Because it's a, just a trapped energy. And it's an energy there that's there to serve us. And so many times when I'm coaching clients, they say to me, I feel like something is missing. And that's because something is missing because of the traumas and the pieces of soul that's leaving, which is why I created the Ego's Code Meditation. Mm-hmm. And when you the know, Ego's we're, Code Meditation... We're going to have to pick up with that meditation on the other side. And I also oh want to go into okay. how do other people affect us. <laughs> so <laughs> We need to take another break, unfortunately. So don't forget to check out the amazing upcoming Galactic Shamanism classes on www.findyourpathhome.com. Clayton and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Science of Magic, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and esoteric working together to create common ground for the betterment of our world. Join our email family to receive our amazing topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. We'll see you on the other side of this break. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic. Bring together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? Email me at infotheScienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one that would enjoy listening to it. Our guest this hour is Clayton John Anger. 
award-winning author of The Ego's Code. Clayton's website, go figure, ClaytonJohnAnger.com. Clayton, there's a, we've been talking about individual negativity. Yeah. However, we're all in the soup together, right? Absolutely. So, So we're actually, even if we clear our negativity, we're still... Um, impacted by the general soup or the common denominator belief system. Would you, would you speak to that? Yeah, you know, we, we all, every day we go into different environments. And so, for example, within the corporate work that I do, you know, I can go into a, a banking organization one day, into a tech organization another day, and, and every environment is different, and, every ener- and the energy in those environments are different depending upon the culture that's being created. And that's the same in, you know, in, in life when we go out and about. So we, we can be impacted upon, upon our environment. Now, day to day, I choose to go into certain corporate environments to help and to serve. But in my personal life, I will only spend certain amounts of time, certain, certain times with certain, amounts, certain types of people. Um, who are like me energetically. I want to be able to sit and to talk about this kind of thing and to be able to play and those kinds of things. So, but we do get impacted by our environment and we do get impacted by the soup. And it's what we do in that moment um, is what's really, really important. And do we allow ourselves to get impacted? And the same thing can happen. So if you are driving down the highway and somebody cuts you up or... If your spouse in front of you, you know, is screaming and shouting at you, or um, you have a baby upstairs that's crying and you don't know what to do, it's really important for you to, for people who are listening, to take care of themselves first, and to again, again, raise their awareness to actually how they're feeling and, and give that a voice, because in society today we've been conditioned, and especially with it with men as well to not express our thoughts, our feelings, and what's going on, and we keep them stuffed down inside. And sometimes my wife will say to me, you know, how, you know, is there a carnival inside? And I'll say, yes, there is a carnival inside. And she said, well, would you share that with us? You know, because, you know, sometimes I'm not as expressive as, what I, as sometimes I should be. But I, you know, but when I get in, impacted by my environment or the people in the soup around me, I, I, I really pause for thought and I say, okay, so what's going on for me right now? Is this something I can deal with right now? Maybe not. Okay, I'll make a note of it because I want to come back to it later so it doesn't happen again. Because we talked about earlier, you know, about repetition and what persists, you know, what we resist will persist. So if I ignore it, it's going to come back, it's going to come back, and it's going to come back. And it, that's the feedback that we'll get from our environment. And we can be greater than our environment. You know, we don't have, we can choose in that moment how to, whether we react to a situation or whether we respond, and they're very different types of energy. And within, um, I read the runes a lot for people, and within the runes, there is a rune called Rado, R-A-I-D-O, and Rado is the rune of responsible right action. And it's really important for people in society to make decisions for their own highest good because when they make decisions for their highest good, they are maintaining their own energy, their own vibration. They're taking the greatest care of themselves. And then the, and natural, it, resu- the natural result of that is being where you need to be when you need to be doing what you need to be doing. Exactly. And if somebody doesn't like what you say, what you do, that's their stuff. You know? And you can maintain your energy and invite them up to you. And if they want to move, that's great. And I often say to my daughter, you know, you have your garden and your friend Natasha has her garden. 
So if you want to, you know, you can invite her to come and play, but if she doesn't want to come and play, that's okay. Or if you don't want to go over there, that's okay. You know, it's it's about knowing what's okay for you as an individual. Mm-hmm. And at the we- same time, sorry, one, one final thing. Um, and at the same time, when we act for our own highest good, we are automatically acting for other people's highest good. Isn't that so true? Because <laughs> we're all connected. Exactly. We're all connected. And if we're busy caretaking somebody outside of ourselves and we languish, we're no longer in the equation of the connection. Yeah. We, Could we, uh, one thing I want you to go into for me, if you wouldn't mind, just for our listeners, you know, we are talking about that pause you take before you take right action. And when I stop and take that pause, my practice is one of I just totally become present and grounded in the moment in the earth. Yeah. Is it similar for you? And if so, would you give some people some instruction on how to do that? Yeah, completely. Absolutely. So the first thing is when once I have the awareness that there's something going on, you know, I do pause immediately after that and say, right, okay. And and I, and interestingly, and I do ground myself in, and I see literally my legs becoming like tree trunks, you know, and my toes becoming like the roots of a tree going down into Mother Earth and hooking me and grounding me into Mother Earth. And then what I actually then do is I bring up from Mother Earth the gratitude that's associated with that, with her taking care of me. So I see the gratitude flowing up through the roots all the way up through my body and into my heart which then enables me to be really present. And then, and then I, so I've had the awareness, I've created presence, and I've come back into the now, I've acknowledged, and then I'm saying from this place of groundedness, what it does, what's happening from a neurological perspective is when you experience any form of stress, you, what happens is you experience high beta brain waves in the brain. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is, is you can't make any decision when you're in high beta because the clarity is not there. It's just agitation or what I call the ego's playground. Right. Let's get to alpha or theta, maybe. <laughs> and, 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 and then when you breathe, when I actually ground in, I'm actually breathing. And, I, and as I breathe, because I notice that when I, get, when I experience negativity, I stop breathing. And, and, uh, and or I, hold the, you know, I hold my breath at the top of my chest. So that's the other thing I'm doing is I'm breathing. And as I'm breathing... And then start to, okay, starting to focus on, okay, well, what action I want to take because it starts to change my brainwaves. I go from high beta to medium beta to low beta into alpha, which is peak performance, which then enables me to have clarity around the action that I want to take. And, but I've, con- I've conditioned my body over time to be able to do that quite quickly. But to make it yeah, really, so, really easy, so you, just you're, build, you're building it in your imagination. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing there is building a subroutine that you can engage then later if you repeat that enough, just with the breath. Yes. How fun is that? Oh, and it's amazing. And guess what? You feel energized as well at the same time. (laughs) How much of our energy do you think is spent keeping down our ego? Oh, that's a great question. I've never been asked that before. That's an amazing question. Um... Okay, my the immediate number that came in was about 65-70%. Yeah, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Because that's a lot of work, hiding from yourself. <laughs> it is, and, and all we have to do is surrender and let go. And, but people are afraid of the unknown, and here's the, ir- the irony of that, is that when we're afraid of the unknown, we're actually being triggered back to the past, and we're actually not in the present at all. We're actually reliving the past and the here and the now. And, and so you're nowhere near the unknown you know, in terms of what it is you want to bring into your life and, and the fear of moving forward and all that kind of thing. You're just immersed in that that sewerage of negativity going around and around and around. And we don't like living there. So there's got to be something that's better. 
So breathe, ground yourself in, raise your awareness to it, and then express gratitude and say, okay, what do I want to do differently? And the more it's, you it's do that, embracing, you isn't it? yourself. Yeah, you, you, you embrace it, and that diffuses it? Yes. Yeah, yeah just, just <laughs> like magic. Go figure. It is like magic. And, and it's interesting, and it, and it literally fills the body. It changes the chemicals in the body. And, and science is now proving that we actually switch off genes that don't serve us and start switching on genes that do serve us. So actually we become more healthy when we surrender and we let go. So it's and like a DNA upgrade, huh? Exactly. You know, you can you can regrow your telomeres and grow yourself younger. Um, you know, and I, and I know people who are measuring that. So it's, you know, it's it's an incredible opportunity for listeners and, and people in life just to say, you know what, from now on, I'm not going to be afraid of my negativity. I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm going to give it a voice and I'm going to use it as a force for good in my life as opposed to keeping me stuck in the past. Mm, Clayton, we have about a little over a minute left. How, what would you, if you could say one thing, what would you tell to people how to start deciphering their own egoist code? I, okay, what I would do is I would keep a journal and I would be paying attention to my negativity. I'd be paying attention to the situations and the circumstances that trigger me uh, because then you'll start to identify the pattern and give it permission. You know, if you've got something to say, either journal it or express it you know, in a kind and loving way towards yourself or the other person that's in front of you. Um, you know, but just keep a journal and start to track exactly what's going on for you. And in my book, there's, you know, there are other ways in which people can do it. There's 16 exercises that people can do to decipher their code and, um, and be able to live a more fulfilled and joy-filled life. Mm. And re-enter the circle of life, yes? Completely. <laughs> life is meant to be here to be enjoyed and to play and... You know, and when we love ourselves more, we'll love our life. It's kind of like making friends with your shadow, and it's not a shadow anymore. Oh, yeah. My, my ego is a really good friend of mine. You know, <laughs> uh, kicks my butt every now and again, believe you. <laughs> Boy, don't I know that one. Well, I'm <laughs> so glad we were able to get together um, while you were stateside. And uh, unfortunately, I don't know where it's gone, but we're out of time. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Clayton, and I hope the rest of your stay in the U.S. is enjoyable and supportive. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved every second of it. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. You too, dear. Our guest this hour has been psychic medium, spiritual teacher, and spiritual coach, Clayton John Anger. He's also the six-time award-winning author of The Egoist Code. Clayton's website, claytonjohnanger.com. This has been The Science of Magic. Join our email family to receive thought-provoking, topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you become all you can be.